Kayanos, 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 fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos! to do one or two business in the scripture before we fly. In my own opinion, there is, you know, this teaching on mercy should be one of the things that we are taught foundationally. But this is one of the concept in the scripture the doctrine of the New Testament that nobody outgrows in fact the more you grow in God the more you realize your need for mercy in fact it's in maturity that you begin to realize what is most important like before when I was fasting many years ago we are talking about how to shake anointing breakthroughs and all those things I've heard people say Wisdom is the principal thing. I said, what is wisdom? We are talking of how to shake the nations. They are saying. But when I began to mature, I found out that even when you get power, leverage it for wisdom. If you have money, leverage it for wisdom. Anything you have, leverage it for wisdom. Many people, anointed people will come and go. Rich people will come and go. Legacy is a product of a man's wisdom. Pastor, when you are not around, what people will still be drinking from is the legacy of wisdom that you left behind. And God began to teach me, He said, Look at mercy. Everybody that God helped, there is no man that is stronger. See, forget this clothes I'm wearing now. It's somebody that sold it for me. <laughs> You know me. At least a few of you know me. Ada knows me. So there is no there is no new person. I'm telling you. Every single person is helped. I was discussing so yesterday. I just took an inventory between last year and this year. And I found out it's God's mercy. You cannot imagine the warfare that you face. The one God didn't tell you. Forget the one you saw in vision. Let's leave the one you saw. And you say, I now prayed. And then God removed it. We are talking about the one you are not aware of. In fact, some of those days, you didn't even remember to pray. How were you saved? The economy of God's mercy is a concept we can never exhaust its teachings if men will survive especially as we have entered into the perilous days men must be taught what makes people survive because if we continue to count on our strength count on our capacity to fast and pray you know the reason why I, me or at least pastor too me i can say some of these things is i don't know how much you have fasted and prayed but i think i've prayed small Somebody told me he prays a lot. I asked him how long. <laughs> he said three hours. 
I told him good. But when you pray, are with me? If you pray six hours every day for 21 days, then do it for three months. Then heaven will say, there is a young lady. See myself, she is serious. Let's now give her grace to pray. Because you need to, if it's prayer, you need to pray till you become possessed. That's real prayer. Until that point, you will still notice that you will be weak many times. But if you know where you can get to and you are possessed, if you are not possessed, you know you have not really prayed. Men that have touched those places, they will keep on trying to, until they touch there, they will know that something has started happening. It's a river. That's not my point. And if you talk about what are people that have fasted? A young man told me by the mercies of God, I fast. I say, how do you how much do you fast? Because if I open <laughs> if I open my listing on Facebook, if I open it now, message like this. Some of them simple, some of them serious, some of them if you see what people are passing through, and I've categorized all of them and it's just three things and I was telling a group of my people I said, if you can handle these three things for this generation they will fly so one told me he, he, he fasts three days a week that is very powerful especially if the spirit leads you but um, there is a you have to context of mercy that is not the basis of what God is doing in fact, if at all you fasted, the motivation, the reason why we are saying mercy is that you are motivated by mercy. Romans chapter 9. He said, it's not of him that will it, or of him that what? But of God that showed mercy. Let's rephrase it. Before you will, the Bible is not saying there is no willing and there is no running, but before you will and before you run, what will you do first? You secure God's mercy. I went to minister a place at Enugu and they showed me a man of God. The man of God has been doing fasting. He has not put any food in his mouth for two years. He is crying, Oh God, anoint me. Huh? But we are all there. You will still see that the island is still dry of the rivers of oil. to wonder why did God even anoint me if you are not careful you will think it's your prayer you will think it's your fasting you will think it's everything you are doing in fact if Satan wants to ensnare a man especially young men he will drive them to a point where they will begin to think that they are now doing things and it's on this basis that they are having what they are having they will know that there are things superior to your will Mercy is one of the things superior to the will of a man. He said, It's not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. Mercy is one of the things superior to your effort. That's what Pastor is trying to tell you. Superior to effort, superior to your will. No oil, nothing. Meanwhile, sometimes you eat in the morning, eat in the afternoon, and then you come in the evening and God will move. 
and things will happen. People will say, man of God, if you see the way God blessed me, me, I will remove my clothes and be crying from that. As soon as I stop, I'll be crying. I'll tell God, you know it's not me. Me, I know myself. <laughs> Maybe you don't know yourself. Me. I know myself and I know how weak I am. I know how frail I am. There is no beauty in me. There is no good in me. They went to Jesus and said, Good master. He said, nobody is good except God. So, he's not saying you are not good. He's saying that the one that understands mercy and God's working eh, will always attribute the good in him to God. So, if there is any good in me, it's as a result of God. If you now remove God, what I am? Nothing. In fact, I am bad. Two thousand and eighteen January. You know, I, I went to Makodi. I was supposed to go with a few of my friends. We we, we needed to go to where this thing is happening. It was in that January two thousand and seventeen. That Fulani has men almost marooned half of Benue State. You heard, you remember those stories for Magatuto, many places. My friends, if you ask me why, now nah, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you why I ended up in Makoti. It's not because I want to. I will now, when I finish now, and I will now tell you the prophecy that is 27 years old that made me step foot in Makoti. Because it's not because I want to. There are things superior to your will. And there are things superior to many of the things you are doing. If you will live your days, you will need a lot of mercy. There is a lot of things at work in your life. A lot of things manipulating our existence on earth that is beyond you. You don't know these things. But the God that knows and knows that you can the way you are going, you won't even stumble on them. We begin to manufacture and release upon you the instruments of mercy. Some of the time mercy comes by as chastisement. You you don't know. Pastor didn't have time to tell you how mercy so he can come by God can stop you like this. You are crying that God stop you. You won't know it's an act of God's mercy. For example, that's what happened to me. You know, Pastor, I have not told you that aspect because I bled blood. If if there is a man that has bled blood, I'm I'm one. So when you are talking about what Jesus felt, I'm already crying him because there are I decided I will never I won't share it. There are some things you carry to the grave. I was going to Makoti because I didn't have option. In the literal sense, that way you are thinking about it, that's the way it is, and even worse. Give me things, please. Thank you. And even worse. So, when my friends say they are no more going, am I saying I'm no more going? Where will I go? So, you now see that the mercy of God came in an unpleasant way. So, if you are not careful, that is why. One of the ways the mercy of, mercy of God reveals itself is 
by what we call discernment. So that if things are happening in your life, you will be able to discern that this one now is not a punishment. That this one now is not delay. That this one now is God trying to stop Satan from cutting you off in life. Oh, I maybe let me dig small on that. Is Pastor that open? I don't know. I met the teaching. There is what we call the show message of David. The content of that chapter, the contract that was signed between David and God, representing the covenant that made his throne eternal. Remember, the throne of David was first of all an eternal throne, then found expression in the realm of man. The physical man called David walked with God in certain measure, and then God made a contract with him and told him that your physical throne will represent an eternal throne. Are you with me? See, for every man you see on earth that is having a throne, he is representing a spiritual throne. That is how it works. So, when God comes to make you a representation of something that is already eternal in scope, he will cut a covenant with you. Now, the basis of that covenant that God cut with David so that he told him that your seed after your loins in the physical will sit upon this throne in those days he was talking about the eternal Christ he said the basis for this chapter is that I will cut a covenant the name of that covenant is the sure message of David that is the only way this my promise and covenant can come to pass I thought God covenant and he hinged the manifestation of that covenant of mercy because he knew that if he left men are you with me they will never meet up with his standard in fact when he was speaking in that place he said that if your children go away I will chastise them but I will still call them back that is God's mercy for you even if you misbehave he will chastise you but he will never leave you that is God's mercy for you do you know what is God's mercy? Many times you have stumbled. Many times you are inconsistent. Many times Satan came and said, I look for you, I look for you. And the message of God began to speak. One of the ways he spoke is that he made pastors sleepless. He doesn't know what is disturbing him. And he started, kaba, 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 kaba. He knows that he doesn't have any need as a person that demands this measure of pressing. Yet he is there. Meanwhile, it's your matter that has come up in the heavenly places. And then we are discussing you in court of heaven. And you know that God is not just God is not just a father. He's a king. The implication of that is that he, he owes it to the universe to be just. So God can't just show you mercy. Just because he wants to show you mercy. He has to weaken an intercession. So that he will generate an incense enough so that he will release his act of mercy. God's mercy is predicated on certain infrastructures that is supported. If it will take God to move your pastor not to sleep so that he will release your mercy, he will begin to walk that way. Sometimes God will make you to fast and pray. The basis of your fasting and prayer is to activate his mercy. Because the judgment that is running in your generation demands that you will not pass 40 years. It is Laker. It is sign. (laughs) 
I knew that God showed me mercy because even when I appeared there, nobody liked me. All of them are my friends. In fact, when the man prayed for me and poured oil on me, they came and met me. They said that they didn't expect him to do this. And he carried them on their leg. It's not that he, he carried them like this. They never knew. They never knew. Meanwhile, the man told me. He said that God appeared to him and told him to do this. That's when I found out that there is a God that she went with. It is not of him that we let. It is not of him that run it. I am a man that, that have experienced. I experienced it a lot before God started to this is what I'm teaching you now. Okay, this one, do you deserve it? I said no. This one, do you deserve it? I said no. This one, didn't you deserve it? I said I deserved it. Why didn't I punish you? I said I don't know. Because mercy, are you with me now? Grace is God giving you what you deserve. What you don't deserve, rather. Mercy is God not giving you what you deserve. Because mercy talks about judgment. For example, now, I have not prayed. In fact, sometimes it will take. Have you prayed for 12 hours straight? Do you know many things that God needs to do in your life will take you praying for that long? Pray, literally praying for long. I'm not saying from my own mind. I'm saying from the scripture. There are many issues. Jesus have to pray all night. Literally. Are you with me? Not every issue. Many issues. Do you know you have passed through some of those issues? And you didn't get to pray all night? to me before I left. I said I would never put food in this my mouth. Until God tells me why he allowed what happened to happen. I was fast. I was on 30th day. I don't know how many days I was. And I was willing to die. That's me. If I make up my mind to go this angle. Normally, once I want to make up my mind, God will floor me because I am the sort of person that if, if I start moving this side, I don't, I don't believe in changing. I don't believe in that. So he knew. He now gave me a tackle. I received a message when I went to do that. It was later I found out that this whole new realm, I was looking like this, fighting with the chickens. Meanwhile, you are an ego. <laughs> it took that thing that was painful for me to realize what God really ordained for me meanwhile, when he did it it was painful, but it was an act of his mercy are you with me now? so you begin to notice that there are many ways that God begins to reveal his mercy for example for some of you, this lockdown is an act of mercy <laughs> you have been away from Jesus for too long this is a time for you to settle the next 10 years. It's not, it's not enough. Nah, it's not enough. God knows that your, this Thursday, Sunday, will not be able to settle your future. 
he knows, but you are feeling, let's do this, let's come. Because of you, they, they extend it. I think it's because of some people. <laughs> God is so true with some people. He is still showing mercy. I'm telling you. You have to look at the back of matters so that you'll be accurate. Don't just be looking like everybody. Don't just, no, 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 no. It was when I finished, I started crying to God. Because it took when I came back. Even after that sonship conference last year, then my mother told me a story that was older than me. It was in that story that I knew that it was God's mercy that made me pass through those things. Many years ago, when my mother was, I think she said she either gave birth or was pregnant with her younger sisters. It was in those days that my father went to Makodi. To, yes, now. So I was not the first person to go to Makodi. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It is when I'm through, you will now see that it is project truncated that is, that is being continued. Meanwhile, the subject is not aware. He felt he's being punished. He, was, he didn't know that destiny is not of him that we let. There are things stronger than our will. He said, my father went to train under a man who is a major prophet called Produce. He's a Makodi. His place is in Makodi. This is when they were pregnant. This is this has been long ago. Very, very long. So now my question is I asked, why didn't you tell me when I was there? Even before I didn't tell me until the whole process passed. My brother, you we need God's mercy. Many things you are not aware of. Yet, your destiny hinges on those things coming together. If one part of the jigsaw misses, you will miss it. If one part of the puzzle misses, you miss it. If one part of the equation misses, you miss it. If one relationship that God has ordained to bring you to your destiny misses, you miss it. If one encounter misses, you miss it. How are you sure you are going to make it if God does not bring you to a deeper economy of His mercy? Many men, strong and mighty, have passed this place. They never touched what we touched. Is it because we are strong? We are not strong. Now, this is what happened. He said, My father stayed there for some time. Halfway during his training, Pastor, guess what happened? The man died. My father did not finish his training. It was from that point he became confused. He never recovered. He did well. Oh, power was there. Grace was there. Miracle was there. The gift was there. But the wisdom was not there. Structure was not there. Nothing was there. Everything my father told me, God told him he will be. I believed it. But I knew that it will take mercy to bring him to the requirements. It is not enough for the prophecy to hang. It will take mercy for you to bring what it takes for the prophecy to come to pass. <laughs> it is not enough for you to have a covenant. 
there are facilities that ensures that the content of covenant manifests. I found myself in Makodi without knowing these things. How can these things happen? Don't be casual about your life. This is why you need mercy. Tomorrow, when you see where God has taken you and the vantage place you are, and then you recognize that these seasons were important to making you that person, you will thank God you did not miss it. Meanwhile, it takes mercy for you to stay in those processes, to encounter those relationships, pass through those schools that will, that will make you into that person. All of them. There is nothing they did not... They even said I've married them. They, there is nothing they did not say. I knew something kept me. The mercy of God was so much that sometimes God will send his angel and he will come. As I'm praying like this, the angel will just hold me on one of my shoulders. And once I want to leave it, he will hold me there. And I will cry for three days without eating. I don't have prayer points. My prayer is, why are you leaving me like this? I don't know what Jesus suffered at that garden of Gethsemane. But I think I've tested a little. The pain I carried for many days was stronger than me. I broke, I broke. I used to count myself as people who are strong. But I broke many times. It was later I knew that what really kept me was not my capacity to stay. Something stronger. It was God's mercy that keeps men. It's not of him that we let. It's not of him that run it. But of God that showed mercy. This is something I can talk about for because God actually I, I came into this year. God told me that this year is your year of mercy. That's when I knew I can lay hold on things. Not because you are finally measured up. Do you want God to allow you to measure up? It might take ten years. You know what he will do? He will come and bring some relationship around your life. Just relationship around your life is an act of God's mercy that you will never miss. I tell you. I sat under that, that place. After six months, the same thing wanted to happen. I don't know how God kept me. There is no type of prayer I do not pray. I will forget about food and be crying, crying. It's, the type of prayer I'm telling you is that I will leave the house, air condition, air conditioner, and I will go into the bush. I will cry there from morning to night. Tomorrow I will continue. Tomorrow I will continue. Tomorrow I will continue. Why are you stopping? Do you have any other plan? You see, eh? <laughs> The reason why some of you stop, you say you have done it, is because you have alternative plan. Maybe your uncle is your alternative plan, your father, your mother. Me, I don't have alternative plan. It's either Jesus walks or I do, I'm gone. Jesus must walk. How many plans do you have? The men that cling on God's mercy is the people that know that it's either Jesus walks or they are finished. 
There is no other thing. And I'm finished. And my mother was telling me this story. I said, why didn't you tell me? I could have at least be comforted that this thing is part of it. You will not know. Esau will not know that when he is eating the plate of porridge, eh, that he is mortgaging the destiny. Not he thought he's about him. His generations are mortgaged. Who is Esau? It was in the New Testament that the Bible told us. Okay, okay. What is Esau's crime? What did he do? It was the New Testament that told us that Esau was a fornicator. Is you that he saying he gave up this, he gave up. He is a fornicator. The question is who is a fornicator? So when he was doing those small things, you know why I'm telling you this thing? People that don't understand God's manifestation of mercy. You can still be when you keep yourself qualified for certain assignments. You see, Pastor, what I've understood is that there are certain assignments and agenda in the heart of God that certain kinds of men are only are qualified. So God, by his act of mercy, is keeping you in a straight path. In your own mind, you'll be thinking God doesn't allow you free you to do something. You will know sure that you are still qualified. For that agenda. But meanwhile, you don't know. He says, Is it not a plate of porridge? Give me, let me eat. In the end, they will call you a fornicator, not you. But they will call that person. You will know that the context of what you are doing is eternal in scope. That what you are doing is not just an act in the physical, it is something that has a consequence in the eternal realm. Reaching out to many generations to come, you put them in bondage by a little act that you, you just engaged in. The scripture says that that person is a fornicator. Meanwhile, the one that received mercy, the one that God chose, was not really a good person. He was a bad guy. Was doing many things bad. But on the one that matters, you don't know what I'm saying. The day matters the most. The day matters the most. That one came and dropped it. Collected it. May you not be found. May mercy come. <laughs> I say this thing with all tears in my eyes. When I say this thing, people think they understand what I'm saying. That is why for you to understand the things of God, you actually need dealings. Revelation is not enough sometimes. You need to pass through some things. That is why Jesus is able to make this statement. He said he's a high priest and he's touched with all your infirmities. You can't come and say, I'm weak, I'm tired, I failed this way. And Jesus doesn't know. He knows. He knows more than you know. He knows the all aspect of your weakness and infirmity. Mm. He is a professor in the anatomy of infirmities. He understands all of them. And he can profess solutions, depth, to where you can never even recover. Before you have started, that issue has come. 
he has presented the solution before you. And that is why one of the signs that God's mercy has come upon a man is that God will begin to grant him discernment of the seasons to come. Then he will begin to live a certain kind of life. Because the season that will come, we put a mighty test on his faith. And God knows that the way you are now, you can't survive that season. Are you hearing me? So he begins to prepare you for the season to come. There is a topic we have today. But I feel strongly that what pastor is releasing is what people need. The economy of cosmos. This thing dumbfounded Paul to the point that he, he said, are you with me? The book of Romans chapter 9, Paul said, is God unrighteous? Have you read that place? He said, two children, none have done anything. And God came and said, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Children that have not done anything. <laughs> There is something I will show you now. You will be shocked. Then you will find out that when God begins to walk, He's not too interested in persons. He is interested in His eyes. Now, He is interested in your person because you are interested in His agenda. For example, the, uh, the, the angel that met Joshua appeared. And Joshua asked him, You know what he asked him? He said, are you with us? Or are you against us? I used to I used to feel big with that question. Are you with us? Are you against That is an equation of a man that lacks understanding of the delicate structure of the realm of the spirit. That there is no distance. That whenever we appear like this, that there are invisible armies and hosts that back us up. Witnesses that come to admit it. Sometimes you sit down to teach like this, you will think it's these people. You wouldn't know that thousands of angels filled everywhere. According to the scripture, the revelation and the wisdom of God that is made manifest out of your life, it is a structure that even them need to function by. Because they know that the wisdom that comes from us didn't originate from us. There is an ancient spirit. And God, by his wisdom, by his own will, desired that he will never express the depth of his wisdom outside of the instrument of man. So everybody looks up to man. Anytime God wants to express his splendor, man has to be the vessel. So if it is true that God has ordained man as the instrument of his glory, if any other being, angel, will behold the glory of God, they have to come and participate in meetings like this. I'm this thing, I'm telling you what happens in the realm of the spirit. I'm telling you. I just explained to you what, what is happening in the realm of the spirit. A prophet went to Brazil. I was watching it in Cedros, this is supernatural. And what happened is that the prophet, as the man of God was ministering, ministering like this, he said, two mighty angels die standing like this. He said, there is a place they prayed and worship. One went straight to him and knocked him on the shoulder like this. He fell. Meanwhile, that's what happens when some of us minister knocked him back and he went up and his eyes opened. And then he began to see. 
he looked and he saw that in between everybody standing in that auditorium is an angel that is the height of a human being. There are angels oh. then there are those that is the height of human being. As they were worshipping, they were worshipping together with the saints. Some of them come to worship and prayer meetings and they join you. They know that the information with which you tread in the realm of the spirit that it is bigger than you. That you are a vessel that is expressing a splendor that came from heaven. And God has chosen you as the only way, instrument with which he will reveal his glory. And they too test of those matters. The Bible says what angels desire to look upon. It so happens that you are living it day by day. When they come and look at this, they come and witness it day by day. You see, Pastor, I finally that the Christian life is is a beautiful journey. It is when some you are robbed of some of these matters, you will think is is uh, is something you struggling. I'm telling you, these things we teach the in fact, if I teach you on mercy deeper, you will find out that you, you, would, you won't know how much you need mercy until you understand the justice system of heaven. Are you with me? The Bible says that God established his throne on what? Justice and righteousness. It then means that these two reality is what powers any other engagement that God will be involved in. God cannot come and say he wants to show you grace. He wants to give you grace. No. Even the grace of God has to be contracted on a justice system. Are you with me? So when man sinned, the demand of God's justice system said that the soul that sinned shall what? So God cannot just come and say you are free. Judge the throne with demand. And this is what one of the things that Satan knows. That, why do you think he's called the accuser? Are you an accuser when you are not informed with the laws of the universe and the laws of the heavenlies? He has traded the courtrooms. The Bible says that he walked upon the coast of fire. This man understands the configuration of the concessions that is in heaven. He knows your rank in the spirit. And he knows your capacity. You see, your skill to not help. Because sometimes it's not as if your case is not good, but you are not a good lawyer. You are not skilled in navigating that realm, and you will lose many cases. Now, for you to understand mercy, you have to understand the justice system. Because mercy has to be incorporated in the justice system of God so that it will balance his judgment. Are you with me now? So, on the right hand of the justice system of God is what we call mercy. On the left hand is judgment. For God to be correct, these two things have to work hand in hand. God is not just the God that says, if you is this one, he will judge. No. He will, in the same capacity, be able to make out mercy to you. Now, just like there is a requirement for God to release his judgment, eh? there are requirements to activate God's mercy. Now, I want to See, men that understands this knows where mercy dwells. As a matter of fact, when you go there often, you will receive a lot of mercy. 
when you come out, one of the things that mercy embodied in your inner man, that God showed you mercy is not that you are running on the road and nothing happened to you. That one is as a manifestation of what you are already carrying inside. There is a reality that is already formed in you. You carry it. It begins to affect your engagement and your relationships with people. You cannot come to a point where you lose an advocate. Even when people begin to discuss you in a place, somehow the case will end up in your favor. Because you have received mercy, it became a, a participant infrastructure with which your life runs. So you can come like this, not just because you cross the road and nothing happens. That one is a result. The reality that you are already carrying. Are you with me now? Follow me. Now, the man that that is why God said, when you are building the ark, carry the message is a representation of what is in heaven. God cannot be judging all the time. He knew that if at all he will engage the creature that he created, he has to generate another system that will be able to cater for their insufficiencies, that will be able to cater for their mistakes, that will be able to cater for their lack of knowledge, ignorance. Some of the things you are doing, you think you are doing it correctly, but we never give you the result that you want. It will take God's mercy to cater for your ignorance. Do you know you can be fasting and praying now? And what it takes to release what you have is simply for you to go and buy a gift and give your mother. You, the thing is not that you can't do it. You don't know. Then you pray, pray. God will show you mercy and pastor will come on Sunday and say, when last did you buy something for your mother? Buy something and give her. And then you come and say, as soon as I bought, and there are many things navigating in the realm of the spirit. And you are implicated by the formations that have taken place in the spirit. You were implicated by that which is taking place in the heavenlies. It's not of it that we let run it. There are facilities in heaven stronger than your will. They can put you down. They can raise you up. Let me stop this. Let's go to Hebrews. If I continue talking about this message, we will, we will not continue. Meanwhile, me, I will continue pressing on. Every day since this year began, anytime I come up, sometimes from morning till night, I'm, my prayer is mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. So, this teaching I'm telling you is the teaching for elders. So. You know, you will not understand it until you become an elder. Then you will now know why pastor is crying. He is crying because... Let me stop. Let me stop. Because when you grow higher, the demand on you will increase. The allowance for mistake will reduce. You, are, you get my point now. If, if it's you, the reason of your mistake will increase. So you will now know how much it takes for you to. Is it not the man that said it? A pastor went for a mighty man of God's conference. And Pastor Ida the boy was there. They said, Let's pray. And people are praying. And one man of God said, You went to lie down beside Ida the boy to hear what this man. Of. Because the truth is that if you want to know who a man is, visit his prayer room. You don't know a man that you have not seen where he's praying. 
If I see where you, how you are praying now, I will know where you will end up. There is a way you pray. I know you will end up high. It doesn't matter what it is now. It won't take long. He said he went and laid down. And the man is saying, Mercy Lord. Mercy Lord. <laughs> he thought he'd be saying, Give me America. Give me the whole world. Anoint me with an anointing that will turn Nigeria upside down. And shake everybody like this. Shake everybody like this. Mercy. It is when you climb there, you know that if you cough, they will misinterpret your cough. If you laugh, they will misinterpret your laugh. Somebody went and kissed his wife. It became news. He said that women should cook. It became trouble. He said you should pay tight. It became trouble. At that level, what is normal to others is not normal to you. You need mercy to stay in that place. You now, if you come and say, I don't care about time. I don't care whether they are very, I don't, Who cares about you? Nobody is aware you are here. They don't know you. The day they began to know you, you will know. Like, I went to like somebody's post on Facebook recently. Me that I think I'm still normal, I liked it. They now sent from headquarters and said, This post you like. Don't you know that this person is linked to this person and this person is linked to this person? And you know the amount of people following you. It is a sign that you have approved this and approved this. I said, hey, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why some of your pastors don't like your post. It's not as if they don't like what you wrote. Let me stop them. Are you with me now? Let's look into if you go back today, I don't know, maybe as possible cry for God's mercy. Before you got born again, what was protecting you? How were you protected? How were you kept? How can you suddenly say is your prayer? Mighty men have fasted and prayed though. Some of these my encounters, I will say, people are shaking, people are shaking. Pastor, some of the people me and them went, they did better, they are nowhere now. There is nothing I can tell you I did more than them except for God's mercy. And one of the ways it works is to go and keep my mother praying, keep your pastor praying, keep them giving you good advice. For example, the one you gave me. I could have been there and I would be doing well. The problem now, I with you. The problem is that if mercy departs, you will know. You can still be doing well. Like so. But you won't know that mercy has departed. It is when you now want to receive something that is transgenerational. And then you go and meet somewhere. Somewhere we are go. Stop asking me this thing. Pastor, you know who is somewhere? His words doesn't fall to the ground. Don't allow someone to say anything. If he says it, it will happen. He came and asked God. God said, me, don't ask this one. Cut. He's a mature prophet. He carried that. He was being pain in the heart. But he told Saul, God has rejected you. God has rejected you. advice, prayers. There is a time, six years ago, my mother said, that suddenly, he found out 
that because the act that is in my family is third generational. He is not my father. It's a matter of fact. That uh, this thing, prayer, something I told you about. He said that one of the things that happened in that prayer, because I went there, they carried me as a small child. Now. I went there, and one of those days, you know how they are prophetic moves. And then two of the major prophets came and said that it is actually this boy that is carrying the calling, not my, uh, not my. That is me. Now I didn't know this. You know, my mother told me three years ago. I don't know why she doesn't tell me on time. So that I will start preparing myself. <laughs> Pretty hard. It was because of that, six, seven years ago, she now noticed that the scope of the ordination that is hanging on the family, the way they are moving, she is sincere. They won't do it. She started crying. For five years, she cried. Bring another person. Go, go. Me, I was moving around and be fasting throughout the year. I thought the fasting and fasting throughout the year is because I love God, my sister. It's beyond that. It's beyond hunger and love you think you have for God. Let's not exaggerate some of the things we have. Is mercy at work? There are people that they are fast. They are telling you what is this? Is this even love for God? How are you this hungry for God? They have tried, it's not working. They have tried to pray. They have done all these things, it's not working. But Macy was at work and put pressure on you. You probably is praying for your brother or your sister. And because of you, God began to work in your family. And then you begin to put hand on your brother or your sister. And things will first because God knows that if it is true that the quota of sacrifice that you have brought before heaven that it will be meted out the reward will be meted out to you so that heaven will be just there is a way you will bring sacrifice up to heaven eh? heaven will be unjust if they don't bring back reward on earth I will say. meanwhile if, if there is no adequate system on earth to trap that reward God, that reward will continue to wait in heavenly places are you with me so God will be looking for a vessel that will manifest that I think you don't understand this. Let me let's go to Hebrews. Thank you. So if there is nobody in our generation to trap the content of that reward coming as a result of the sacrifices you have made, you'll be looking for another vessel. So you become implicated as a result of that sacrifice. Little or nothing you are doing has anything to do with what you are seeing. You are implicated. By the sacrifices of the fathers, the promises and the that they caught with God. Ah. Let me just run on the voice of God and let's pray in the next 30 minutes. Whenever I talk on this, I carry I have a, a strong body to speak on the mercy of God. Is, a, is something I cannot exhaust. Why are you strong when others are giving up? People have called me and asked me this question. They said, 
age, why are you strong when others are giving up? Are you getting the point? Everybody has a limit. Why is it that we are not finding your own limit? It's messy, Pastor. It's messy. They don't know me. I reached my limit 1,000 times. But mercy kept me. Mercy kept me. We are men that are kept by His mercies. Anytime we interact before the presence of God, one of the first things we do is to make sure that the face of the cherubims shine upon us. And then, by their ministry, we sit upon the seat. There is a seat there. The name of the seat is mercy. You sit on it so long that no matter what you do, if you like, be David and you kill somebody. She said, You are a man after my heart. You sleep with somebody's wife. Just like Pastor said, I'm not qualifying this, you know. I don't know what I'm doing. As a matter of fact, I'm a very principled person. In fact, I'm a preacher of righteousness, I'm a preacher of holiness. I don't believe in the flesh and sin. That's the reason why we, we push the revival movement. It is a call to bring men to the original template of heaven. Representing the very essence of God. Because we know that very soon people will not need to go to heaven to ask where is God. They just need to look at men. The realities of God will be so calcified in them that they will become living epistles. Are you with me now? That is God's target. That is God's target. The scripture says that the church is the ground and pillar. What does it mean for the church to be the ground and pillar of truth? Because truth is the compendium of the realities of God. If the church is the ground and pillar of truth, it means that the, the formations, the part of the church that is classified. You know what is who did science is here? calcium carbonate. That is what it means to calcify. Calcium carbonate. No? That thing that drips from caves. It comes as liquid. But by the time it is subjected to certain conditions, it becomes calcified in such a way that people can touch it. Are you with me now? So, truth of God. This is what happens. By the time it passes through the system of the church, it will become calcified in such a way that nobody needs to ask, for example, healing is a spiritual fact in God. Holiness is a spiritual fact. Are you with me now? Now, people may not have the opportunity of going to heaven, but the desire of God when he said that the church is the ground and pillar of truth is that when a man touches the church, he will touch it. So that reality of God has become classified. Where? In the church. So that is why I have to make this point. When they touch me, they need to touch holiness. When they touch me, they need to touch everything that is a reality in the scripture. Eh? They need to touch consistency, integrity, character. They need to touch uprightness. They need to touch everything that is of God. Meanwhile, it is not of him that we let In fact, there is a time they asked David. They said, because of this thing you did, there are three punishments for you. Choose one. You know those three punishments now? Do you know the one he chose? 
He said, God, let me stay in your hand. Let me stay in your hand. I'm telling you, he said, let me fall in God's hand. There is something that we know, Pastor. There is something you know. You see, there are categories of prophets. I see. Something happened now. You don't know. But something happened. Oh. There are categories of prophets. There are prophets that God speaks into their ear. Are you with me? Huh? And they hear. There are prophets that God show literally. They see. But there is another level. The highest level is the prophets that God carry into the experience themselves. That is where David is. <laughs> For example, David came to Psalms chapter 110. He said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit down. So, he is a participant of that meeting. He is not just seeing it or take notes. He, he is participating in it. So that means that many of the things that David is telling us, it is seem as if it is New Testament experience. Is it not true? For example, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. That one cannot be by revelation. It cannot be by what you see. It is something you have experienced. That is the grade of prophet he is. God brings him into that economy so that his testimony will be like the word of God. It will be the testimony of the um, exact happenings that is in heaven. You don't need to interpret his writings. Anytime David speaks, there is no interpretation. It, he is just experiencing the things that is in heaven. Your cause are amiable, O oh God. Who is this man? None of the prophets spoke about the cause of God. You, don't, you have not understood his experiences. He is not defi- describing what he is seeing. And they showed me. Even Ezekiel said that his feet is like burial and something. Turned. No, if he is David, he will be dead. He will be inside that encounter. All of them. And he's using one, he's using himself. Part of the reason that the Pharisees and the doctors of law were finding it hard to interpret the Messianic scriptures was because David was using himself. So when Peter stood on the day of Pentecost, he has to interpret the scripture well. That is why I used to always say that two of the major graces that have to come upon the church in the last days is the grace of the interpreter and then the grace of the baptizer. So on the day of Pentecost, people are saying many things were happening, but a grace came upon Peter. Every single thing he was doing was an interpretation of what was taking place in the heavenlies. For example, they saw them and said, these men are drunk. They said, no, these men are not drunk as they suppose. He began to bring interpretation to, to the matter that they are seeing. He is saying, what you are seeing here is a breaking news in heaven. A seal broke in heaven. And men are running helter-skelter. Those men, they don't fret. They don't panic. They are like lions. Lions don't panic. <laughs> they don't panic by corona. Eh? There is a breaking news in heaven. Hmm? You begin to prepare yourself according to what is... Let men be panicking. 
when those things are, they are saying that they are preparing on how to win the whole world because the command that they gave them they told them that when this you are seeing happens is a sign when it happens he said he shall receive the power and then you will be witnesses to me all over the world so they knew they are saying they are drunk they are drunk they see drunk men the people that went to heaven hey may God carry you to heaven you need to visit heaven many times is your, is your are you with me heaven is your headquarters you are a citizen of heaven we are just representing here we are ambassadors here how am I how are you to you so earth than heaven You know the news about X that one. Some people, anytime they say Corona, they bring that. They don't know what is happening in heaven. They, they don't know the news in heaven. I'm not saying it to insult. I'm saying it with all burden, with all humility. If you call an average Christian and say, what is the breaking news in heaven? They don't know. Any small thing that moves, they are moved by wind, tossed around. They are not grounded. They are not rooted. No, we are not like that. We are like them that our roots are found in Zion. We are like trees planted by the riverside. The source of our sustenance cannot be traced to anything natural. Our reality is in heaven. Are you hearing me? When your reality is in heaven, even in those days, we are not saying people can die. That's not what we are saying. We are not saying you shouldn't be careful. That's not what we are saying. We are saying what informs your existence is a superior information. Even when they came and they were interpreting the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, they came to a point. They said, uh, Our father, no, Peter said, Let me tell you freely that the patriarch David has what? Died. And his tomb is here with us. That God can't be talking about this thing you are saying, He can't be David. Meanwhile, when David was interpreting that, was saying what he was saying, he said, The Lord said to my Lord, and all the Pharisees thought David was talking about himself. He took the interpreter to bring the correct perspective of the matter. This is the reason why many of the Jews, after the natural order, missed out of God's mercy. Eh? One of the major reasons why people miss out of God's mercy is if there is no interpreter in their midst. Even Paul said, if I will cry, I will kill myself. It's not killing yourself. What you need to, once people are brought there, they understand. Every single thing that is happening that time, they are turning it upside down. It took Jesus encountering Paul for him to see that there is a reality behind what they are doing. In fact, if God's mercy will come at that, I'm telling you, he's a very good man. In fact, in fact, my mother told me that I have also found that the people that God used, are, you have noticed they are zealous. Some of them are very deadly cultists, deadly Muslims, very religious people. Because these are people sold out to what they are doing, thinking that that which they are doing is the right thing. Some of them, if you meet them, they are the 
the, in their own mind, they are the best people you can encounter. Have you not seen them? These people, their eyes need to be open. If nobody interpreted to them the right scope of the matter, they will die in their ignorance. Never take advantage of the mercy of God. Just bend down your head. Pray for 30 seconds. Show me your mercy, O God. Beyond the teachings and revelations. Bring me into the experience. Like a river that overflows. Bring me into the banks. That my soul, my spirit, my body will be battered. Even in the waves thereof. We pray. We be battered in the waves thereof. We be battered. We be battered. We be battered. We be battered. Tobamre la becambro sabana habania. I grow satwa de mante babana hatabakani. Listo bebelete dembre. I come bebelete breti vidia comananta. Sota babarana mahata braca penantele. He combre lasto bebanata libaranta. Brato babaranta babaca brenta bani hatai. Silabante bro la baca panaria. God will show you mercy. You will not stop on the way. You will not give up. You will not be distracted. You will not be cut off. You will not level and miss your reward. You will finish strong. You will not end before your time. Show mercy. Sakumbreta bahatabakira. Ambreto pada hasate pantapina Ambreto papa rakapapina damantai Stop papa la prenda papa kapenate Ambra papa ranamanta papa ranabatalia Stade la papa kamreta papa natalia Abreko pata babrande pepetele de bedeto Ambra tapa patambre tapa takambra tapa porastabena Aita penanta papara I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The foundation of a man being able to decode the voice of the is first of all understanding the nature of God. That there is something that fills the heart of God from morning till evening. That even before you have ever asked anything, that He has already thought about the matter. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Our attempt to hear His voice is an attempt to know what He's thinking about us. What I'm trying to say is this. Behind everything you are about to hear is the fact that a man that is a father and his heart is filled with your thoughts. 
Are you with me? That everything that pertains to your life is actually an afterthought from God. You can't catch God on our ways. Nothing in your life can catch Him on our ways. Do you know what we do when we try to find out the voice of God concerning matters? We need to, what we are doing is to find out what God has taught. Hmm? Have you read the scripture that said, "As a man thinketh, so is he." You see, so the thought of God is a fountain that flows out of His nature. So, for us to begin to understand the characteristics of the voice of God and how to discern it and be accurate. One of the first things that we need to know is what is the nature of God? There are many things I can say. We know the characters of God. One of them is that God is faithful. In fact, let me touch it a little. One of, one, well, do you know what it means? Do you know what it means for, God, for the scriptures to say that God is faithful? are correct. But even you, you don't know how correct you are. You know sometimes you are correct, but you don't know how correct you are. This is what it means. This is why we, we have to find out what God thinks about us. Because his thoughts spring out of his nature. Hmm? And one of the nature, the character of God is his faithfulness. Means if God brings us to a realization of his opinion, his mind, concerning this. Eh? That his opinion doesn't change. If anything changes, it's men that change. Anytime we get the tangent correct, are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. Let me face, let me leave that side, let me face. Anytime you get the tangent correct, this is what it means that God is faithful. You have the result again. If you get it correct, you will have the result. If you get it correct, you will have the result. For example, maybe the first time God gave you the first 50,000, what did you do? Have you had 50,000 before? I didn't know. I just. What did you do? If it is true that the process that yielded that result eh, was as a result of your interaction with God, this is what it means that God is faithful. If you replicate that process, it will still give you the same result. If anything changed, it must have been you. It must have been that you are not able to measure up with the demand that brought that result. I'm going deeper. The reason why I'm going deeper is <laughs> the scripture speaking about our fathers. He said that there is a certain spirit that functions in the life of Abraham. This, the Bible called it the spirit of faith. And then talking about us, he said, We have the same spirit of faith. Just as they function thereby. You know the mighty things they did for, for God. <laughs> is God faithful? 
He's God faithful. And you have the same spirit of faith that made men testify that God is faithful. If you have it then, this is the underlining understanding that we have. Now, I'm not saying this is all. I mean, I'm just trying to give you the basis because sometimes I tell people how to hear, you know, discern the voice and then they move. They now tell me that they didn't have the result I have. I went and checked. I found out that they didn't have the foundation I have. Are you with me now? So if you don't have this foundation, being what is carrying the beauty of your engagement, you can even go and do whatever you want to do to discern, to know, the, and then you won't have the same result. So if it is true that the compendium of God's manifestation is as a result of the thought that is in his heart, and is his thought is as a result of his person, then that means that the place we need to trace is his person. And then from his person, we now trace his characters. From his character, we now know what God can do concerning the matter. Are you with me now? Are you with me? You are not with me. Help me, Holy Spirit. There is something you will give Mom Yoga now. You know the way she will react. Is it not true? If you do it hundred times, she will react that way hundred times. Now, you will now know that that response is as a result of something inside. Not something outside. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, that is how God functions. Because we are a represent, we are supposed to be His image. A representation of how He functions. Are you with me? So, if you understand that that's her reaction is as a result of something deeper inside. Eh? What you should go and study is not the reaction. What you should go and study is what informs that reaction. It will be the basis of your interaction. Anytime we are able to meet with that thing inside, a reaction will come. If you meet with it, a reaction will come. It will now be the basis for your interaction. Meanwhile, there are things you are doing outside to trigger that reaction. But you know, anytime you are doing something, you know that the quota of what you are doing has not been supplied. Until you have been able to do that thing, you know, that triggers that. I will. I'm trying to make this simple. Now, if this is true now, remember the Bible says, in the book of Philippians chapter 2 after he spoke about what Jesus did he now said let this mind be you which was first in who? in Christ Jesus I with you you are now getting the point because the scripture says I know the thought that I think towards you If, if you don't understand this thing, if I read this place in Hebrew now that I'm about to read, you will not even understand it because I want to go into the eternal realm. Because for everything you see manifest in this our realm, there is a reality backing it up. Eh? Are you sure you know? That realm is called the mother realm. Except that realm is pregnant. 
We will continue to give birth to wind in this realm. What will be giving birth? I will say. If, if we gave birth in this realm, it was because that realm was pregnant. It is possible we can be pregnant with wind. And we give him birth or nothing. Give him birth. It is because we have not been able to trace how to get things pregnant in that realm. Knowing that that realm is the mother realm. Even God submits himself to the oppression of that realm. Knowing that if anything will happen in this realm, in fact, what God does is to go and cook that realm. And then it will become... The Bible says that knowing that the, that the things we see are temporal. It is the things that we don't see that are what? So when I say Tanarem, it's not as it is the Bible says it. And the truth is that the realm of God's functionality is the eternal realm. The realm of his manifestation is this natural realm. So what God does is to cook something in that realm. If you know how to know how God cooks that thing in that realm. This is how you will be picking the voice of God. In fact, there is a way you interact in that place. God will not do anything without it for me. It's not possible. How can we do this thing and not tell our friend Abraham? Meanwhile, the man that is in that city pastor they didn't tell the man the man that is in that city they didn't tell they told somebody outside Lot was in that city and he's a believer they didn't care to tell him as a matter of fact it was the man outside they told and it was the man outside that pleaded and interceded on his behalf and they now separate. They would have bound all of them together now. This is it. The character of God springs from His nature. His thoughts springs from His character. I with me now. So it will be easy for you to discern some certain things. For example, you know God is love. God is faithful. This is what I'm trying to show you now so that you understand the underlining basis between when God speaks. God is holy. God is righteous. God is gracious. So, for example, if a believer come and asks you now, I did 419 and Somebody said he did 419 and he got 1 million. And he want to he want to give me 200,000. Should I collect or should I not collect? I want to ask, do you need, I wait a minute. Do you know some people said it is not written anywhere in the Bible. The reason you said that is because you don't know the character of God. People that know the character of God, they know what God says concerning matters. It is by, are you with me now? There is a way somebody can come and report another person to you. Even if what that person is saying is correct. 
you will know that the character that backs up that thing he's saying is wrong. God doesn't function that way. Everything he does springs up from his character first. Do you know somebody can come and tell you the truth, but he's telling you the truth to slander another person, to kill off another person. That is not God's character. You don't need to say, eh, let me find out what God... No, no, no. The character of, of God has already told you God's response and opinion concerning that matter. Will you still be praying and say, God, what are you saying about this? Will you still be praying? Okay. Will I still be praying, oh God, should I collect that 200,000? I already know the character of God. So, the voice of God is within a circumference. I will. In fact, the voice of God is within a circumference, within a realm, and at varying energy levels. I don't want to go to energy level because it will seem as if the class might be bigger than you. There are things you can't hear. That's the truth. For God to say it to you, you have to say it to your pastor. You know the reason why. You are not operating at the energy level to hear that. You have to. And if they continue to wait for you, something bad will happen. So what does he do? Tell me to use scripture. The Bible says that John was in his spirit on the Lord. What happened? And he heard a voice that told him what? What? Come up here. The realm he's operating forbids the information that is about to be given to him. Are you not seeing the challenge? So part of the things you seek is already available. God has made it available. It's just that there is a need for you to come up. And that is, that is the last thing I want to say, but I don't know why I'm saying it now. Now, that is why sometimes, for you to know the voice and mind of God concerning the matter, sometimes you have to fast for one year. Sometimes you have to pray and fast for two years. Because the energy level, where that information... <laughs> oh my God. The energy level, where that information dwells, you are not operating there. You will need to be upgraded. I'm telling you. Apostle Arame said that a young man that they did deliverance on at Zaria, the young man went to the stream to fetch water. And when he went to the stream, suddenly a female spirit appeared in that stream and then began to tell him what he wants him to do for her. Eh? But there is an information, there is a teaching that that female spirit wanted to give him. He told him, but this energy level you are, you will not be able to accommodate the information that we want to give you. And I told him some things to eat and some pepper to eat. So that when he eats it, what will happen to him? So that he will be able to trap the information. The information job was information that we lecture and guide the church even till Jesus comes. A man that needs to have access and trap and write down that information has to of a necessity operate at a high energy level. So now, the prerequisite to function even in the realm of the voice of God 
is that you have to be in the spirit. That one is, I, I know you know that one already. I, I, am I correct? If you are in the flesh, what you are hearing is not the voice of God. I don't know what you are hearing. I don't know what you are hearing, but if you are in the flesh, it's not the voice of God. It's the truth. The Bible says John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Then he now what? Heard a voice say, Come up, Peter. Then when he came up, he began to see. He began to have encounters. So, some of those encounters he ate. Some he wrote. Some he saw. Some he touched. <laughs> there are things, Pastor. There are things God wants us to know. There are things He wants us to encounter. There are deep mysteries. Even lying in your family. You will never know them. Because you are not at the energy level yet. You have not been considered an accurate steward. Are you with me? You have to come to a point in the spirit where you are a steward and a guider. Someone capacity to keep in custody. Yes. That which God has. Is God showing you and telling you that thing you are praying for? For you to do what with it, man? So, so I see some people they say, Oh God, show us the mind concerning Nigeria, show us the mind concerning show us the mind concerning why is God showing you for you to do what with it? Are you what will you do with it? There are some things God will show you, even I will do. There are some things God will show you about your family. It will be it will be your end. Because you will try to engage that thing. And then you will make mistakes. And the realm of the spirit is legalistic. I will say. There are certain ways in the spirit where a man makes mistakes. There are certain mistakes you make. It is called transgression. It is not the same thing with certain mistakes that is called trespass. I will say. Now, trespass is where you overstep your bound. You might not understand this except you start doing business. Then, you wake up in the night and say, I find the power that is operating in this man. I am now in charge. You will now know. Are you with me? If at all they recognize you, because <laughs> you must have done it before and nothing happened. Do you know why? You are just shouting. There is nothing in your voice. So, sorry. Sorry for that. Let me say something. I had a vision. I came into my father's house. Uh, there is a back, backyard door out. Uh, a dish. I saw a dish uh, there. Uh, As I opened the gate, and a crocodile just rose like it was. Uh, uh, I ran back. And the crocodile opened the mother and spoke. He said, it will catch you. <laughs> wait, wait now. He said, it will catch you. deal with you. Who did you? Under your control. Uh, it's only under your control. If you catch you, deal with you. You see this one. If this is called simply trespass, there are things under your control. Oh, but this one. What did Jesus call do this time? He said this guy. He said this guy. What did he call it? He said this guy. Let's say I want you ready to go. What? 
this kind. There is such a thing as this kind. Now, let me tell you what happens when you do some of those things. There is trespass, transgress. There are a few of them. I'm on the field most times, so I tell you what we encounter. What I'm telling you is scriptural, and I also have experience to back it up. Now, this is what happens when you do some of these things like this. If it's transgress, part of the result, what causes transgress? This is transgress. Transgress is when maybe you are a woman married, and then you are under the authority of your husband. I would see, remember the scripture was speaking about a woman having a head. He said, the reason why it's important is because of angels. Do you even know what he's saying? It means that there are operations in the realm of the spirit. And there are spirits that don't, that only hear the language of authority. That is their language. Jude was speaking about these certain kinds of spirits. He said, men that don't understand this thing, they go and contend with what they don't know. That even Michael himself, when he saw Satan, when he came to carry the corpse of Moses, he did not raise any accusation against Satan. He said, the Lord, what? Rebuke thee. Give me these things. Now, this is what it means. Now, that woman has issue with the husband. And it was really an issue of authority. And then she rises to go and do business in heavenly places. Go and check most women in ministry. Go and check them. They are always struck with one sickness, terminal sickness that no drug can deal with. One of those things it is as a result of transgression. Eh? Now, this territorial spirit and principalities that operate in heavenly places, their job is when you appear there to do business, they check. <laughs> they check whether you are. <laughs> By whose authority? <laughs> So there is trespass and there is transgression. Trespass is where you overstep. As you are now, there is authority level you have. If you want to operate beyond the authority level, Jesus said that there is a way to do it. At least temporarily. He said, fast and pray. There is a way you fast for 21 days and you go and touch something in your family. Beyond your pay grade, it will respond. Because that thing it's like pepper that that spirit told that to eat. When you eat it, you upgrade. And then you deal with that. Are you with me now? Now the whole point is trying to tell you that some information that pertain to your life, destiny, your family, the church of Jesus Christ, it is at an energy level. Eh? Now, I needed to tell you before I get to the energy level, that information coming from God is as a result of his nature. Are you with me? And then his nature is thought. Are you with me? It is on that basis that the scriptures say, I know the thought that I think towards you. Now let's read the book of Hebrews. Time is flying. Hey, Pastor, I will stop. Oh. I didn't know. Let me read this thing. I will just strike and then we'll go. <laughs> the 
I'll just strike. Verse 1 said, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake, please take note, my scripture is just verse 1 and 2. Spake unto our fathers. Okay, thank you. In time past unto our fathers by the prophets. Turn to verse 2. Had in these last days spoken to us by his son. I with you. Now, if you check in the lexicon, that word spoke means utter. Say utter. If you for me to explain this, I might have to go to the book of Matthew. Help me to the book of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Please, fast. I can run it. Matthew 16, verse 16. Verse 16. Now, are you with me? The scripture says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art what? The Christ. The Son of the living God. Now, it means that there are two revelations of the person of Jesus. The first one is what? Jesus, the Christ. Are you with me? Follow me. It's the scripture. The second one is what? Jesus, the Son. Are you with me now? Now, I, I, I don't know if we, we might not have time. To, in fact, if we begin to trash Jesus, the Christ, we will not end. Because every facility that the believer experiences, every functionality and ministry that accrues to you as a result of what heaven is because Jesus is what? The Christ. In fact, when the Holy Spirit was poured in the day of Pentecost, Peter was speaking, he said, that this Holy Spirit you see shared forth was predicated upon the fact that Jesus is now the Lord and what? The Christ. So it then means that ministry in the heavenlies eh, is as a result of the revelation of Jesus. What? The Christ. So when Jesus became the Christ, all the ministries of God were summed up in him. Are you with me now? It is not just ministries that were summed up in him, though. Now, but beyond that, I don't want to go into that. For example, when you are picking to pray, it was the office of Jesus, the Christ, that began to work in your heart. If I have time, I will show you that the relationship between the office and the person. In fact, if we go further in this teaching, we will now see the relationship between, because this second one now, the son. Meanwhile, the Christ is the office. The son is the person. Jesus, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So if I ask you, who is Jesus now? Eh? He said the son of the living God. (laughs) 
here is pastor. That is, is he correct? Eh? What does it mean to be the son of the living God? What does it mean to be the son of the living God? If you don't understand, because there are people that have arisen in these last days and said they are Jesus, they are Christ, they are able. What does it mean? Because when you know what it means, he knows that he's only one person that is that. That's what I want to show you in the book of Hebrews. There is a revelation that came to Peter. The, that revelation is so bogus that Jesus said, Kai, if you look at the next verse, he said, Kai, it's only my father in heaven that can bring this, this level of revelation. Even Peter himself didn't know what he said. Because this is the summary of all of God and all of his ministry. About Jesus and what he came to do and what he will ever do was summed up in that answer. Meanwhile, the man that answered didn't know the extent, how far reaching the answer he gave is. Blessed are thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood. It is another thing. Let me, it is a, it's another confirmation that a man does not enter into this revelation in the flesh. You have to be quickened in the spirit to enter into it. As a matter of fact, it's an infinite revelation. It's as deep as God Himself. When we get into the depth of this, one of the things you find out in the book of First Corinthians, chapter two, the scripture speaking about the spirituals, he said that the natural man understanding not the things of God because they are spiritually discerned, but chosen to reveal these things by His Spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. He now said, Yea, even the deep things of God. Oh, let's not go there. It means the Holy Ghost can search everything. He is searching hellfire now. So why are we afraid? Why are we afraid of what they are cooking anywhere? The Holy Ghost is searching there. Where can we run away from Him? The day the king of the Syrians was doing that thing, they said there is a man called Elisha. He sleeps on your bed. <laughs> there are such men like that. See, let's not. Okay, turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. I, I needed to show you the fact that Jesus is the Christ and the Son. Now, because the Bible said, where we read in the book of Hebrews, God, who has sundry times and in diverse manners, spake unto our fathers via the prophets. Verse 2 now said, Had in this last day spoken to us by who? You now see why we have to read that Matthew chapter 16. That the revelation that Peter brought was the revelation that Jesus is the Christ and the Son. So, the speakings of God. Now, now, are you with me? This word speak means utter. So, if I begin to ask you now, who is Jesus the Son? If you go down, we will see them. Who have appointed her of all things? Go down, go down. Not because of this, verse 3. He said, 
who being the brightness of his glory this is Jesus the son the express image of his person this is Jesus the son are you now seeing meanwhile these are the two second things the first thing in Jesus the son is that he is the one by which God spake so there is such a thing as Jesus the utterance say utterance you understand this. If you understand this, the type of progress you will make in your Christian life will be amazing. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake to our fathers, has chosen that his mode of speaking has changed in the last days, eh? has been reconfigured to speak through his son. That means that one of the things that Jesus is to you is your trust. I want to show you first of all the ease with which God wants to make his voice available, the module and the infrastructure. The people that the voice of God is clearest in their ears is the people in which Jesus the utterance has been built because they function by default hmm? with that software this is what I mean there is a way we measure what God speaks in the last days how the Bible says God spoke before many ways there are many ways but in the last days no he chose to speak by his son so his son has become the utterance. In other words, his son has become the measurement for his speakings. Huh? So this is how God, this is, are you with me now? Are you sure you are with me? God has spoken. When we think God, have you, have you been bothered whether God spoke? Is he God or is he not? It's simple. What you do is, you bring Jesus the utterance. I'm using, there is no way you can describe it physically. You bring that word and drop it in a scale of measurement called Jesus the utterance. Are you with me now? The weight in that scale is called the voice of God to you. That means, do you know what it means? It means that there is a fundamental reason why people miss out in the voice of God. Because they have not yet been molded after a new measure. They are still being calibrated with the former infrastructure through which God speaks. Hmm? Are you not getting the point? I'm not saying it's bad to hear through prophets, to hear through many things. But the scripture is saying that in the last days, the medium, the infrastructure... The means through which God speaks have changed. Even if prophets spoke to us, we are not, even if we had revelation, even if we had visions, even if anything spoke to us, we go to that system of testing called Jesus the utterance and pour them inside. The thing will receive it. What is remaining there is what we work with. Do you know why I have to go like this? Sometimes, 
people will have visions and revelation. It is not as if God didn't speak. But they cannot be able to trace God specifically. Has it happened to you before? You know what God, but you don't know specifically. You shall know that God, but you don't know. You have visions. Many things God said is going to do with your life. Has it not happened to you before? What you have not built your system with is Jesus, the utterance. When you do that, when they come, you pour it inside that. Very soon you will notice that the seed will sieve out the ones that is not the utterance. Eh? The one that remains is the one you walk with. If you do this, you will 100% of the time, you can't miss God. You don't need it. I pray, oh God, that your people will understand this. Sometimes, there is nothing God is saying that he has not said. That's what I found out from my experience. The challenge is that people don't know Jesus, the utterance. So they don't know how to trace out amongst everything the one that is specifically the utterance of God amongst everything. Sometimes when you say you want to go and see God, He's not saying anything new. What He's doing there is to sieve out everything that is not Jesus. By the time you are coming out, all you are coming out with is just the substance of His utterance. And because, are you with me now? Remember, this facility functions in the spirit. You know now. Is it not true? So, the challenge with this is that as long as men are carnal, as long as they are natural, as long as they depend on the facilities that are natural, the capacity of this facility will be limited. How many of you have laptop? You have laptop, right? What is your... What is it called? The software you use to run your system. What is it even called? Operating system. What is your operating system? Uh-uh. What is your operating system? Windows. There is an operating system that is called Linux. Is it not true? Now, is it possible to be running Linux and Windows at the same time in the same system? But you are doing it now. That's what believers. I was praying, and God showed me this. This thing I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you? I'm not some of the people that come and just write notes. I, I study a lot, but I make sure that I solve problem anytime I speak. I make sure, by the mercies of God, that I solve problem for you. So when you pick everything that God is doing around your life, put it in this thing, it will sieve out. You will see that one of the things you will notice is that what God has actually told you is not much. Apostle Rome says that God doesn't speak much. What he does is to answer. He answers much, but he's, he's not a talkative. Do you know what he does? Sometimes he has spoken to you five years ago. Many things happen, many things happen. When you now cry out to him, I want to hear your voice. You do 21 days fasting. Huh? He will bring out that seed. What is the name of that seed? Jesus, the utterance. 
and then they will put everything inside it. By the time they shake it, do you know what will remain? You say, I remember what God told me five years ago. No, you didn't remember. You suddenly aligned. Say aligned. You aligned to Jesus the utterance. God has decided in the last days that if ever he spoke, eh, all he's speaking with 100% mirror his son. Hmm? So his son has become the mirror of everything that God speaks in the last days. If it is so, it is easy to know when God speaks. If I'm not sure now, I can stay for three months. My job is not my job is to make sure that everything I think is the speaking has to be tested with Jesus the utterance. Because God will never speak. If at all God spoke, are you with me now? It is through Jesus the utterance. So some people will come and say, God spoke to me. Are you with me? There are people that say that. I just have to speak it like this so that you understand. I have been privileged to meet her. They, they say, God told me this. God told me this. God told me this. God didn't say anything. God did not say anything. Now, and most times it's not as if God did not say anything at all. It's just that God said OF and you added EF ERING. So when you put it in Jesus, the utterance, by the time you are through, what will remain is OF. Because indeed God sent you. Indeed He called you. Indeed He told you to do this. But the way you went ahead doing it, God did not say do it that way. The people you gather doing it, He didn't say that way. When you go back to trace the voice of God, you bring it to the barometer, the measuring cylinder that is called Jesus, the utterance. What we remain is simply what God said.
Sometimes I'll be reading Bible. I'll be doing many things. He'll be saying, I'll be writing and all that. You know the way he speaks in meetings. He'll be saying, How are you now sure? Or some of those things. I need, that is why I needed to lay foundation on the character of God. Remember, part of the reason why we use Jesus the utterance is to verify the authenticity. Are you with me? At least you know the authenticity. Now, let me tell you. For every matter that comes before you, there is such a thing as, especially when you want to be deliberate, say deliberate. I think the first thing you should know is that to hear the voice of God, you have to be deliberate. Are you with me? You have to be deliberate. For example, now God says He wants to use you, or maybe you don't even know. Don't you think it will demand you deliberately setting yourself aside to know what God is saying? I think that's one. That's one. Hmm? Be deliberate. In fact, I'm yet to see anybody that is not deliberate, that is able to do anything for God. So the first half is that we have to be deliberate. But let me now move on to the ones that I do. The second is that you have to seek God and seek Him a lot. The reason why you have to seek God is that when you want to hear the voice of God, two things are happening. God is preparing you for the consequence of His voice. It is not just that He's trying to give you instruction. For example, there are things that God never told me until I have sought Him for five years. Do you know why? If He told me in the second year, I'm not ready for it. Do you know? If God, if God told me to come back to Nehemiah 2016, I will not try it. I will not. I will not come to this place. I was not ready for that information. So I continued seeking Him. He was preparing my heart. I continued seeking him. He was preparing my heart. But by the time he told me, I was already crying. God, anything, anything, anything. So when you seek him, he will give you information. But before he gives you information, he conquers you. So that you will be able to receive his information. Remember, when God gives you, when his voice speaks, there is what you benefit from it. But there is something God benefits from it. And it is like a partnership. You need to understand that God is the senior partner. It then means that what he wants to benefit from it is superior to what you want to benefit from it. That is, that is the major thing. So for example, God wants to use you. And he said, he will, first of all, he said he will lift you up. That is you. There is something God wants to accomplish by lifting you up. That is superior to lifting you up. So when you begin to seek Him, this is one of the things that happens. Now, another how is what I've said. God will conquer your way. Now, you cannot, I cannot overemphasize what it means for God to conquer your will. 
I cannot overemphasize it. It is when God conquers your will, may say, that you gain alignment. What is alignment? Alignment is simply the place where your will is fused with the will of God. It is not a small thing for you to get to that place. You can ask Jesus. You can ask Jesus that said, if it is possible, Father, <laughs> let is it not possible for this cup to pass over me? Jesus is asking, is it not possible? Alignment. It is your will fuses. You find out how easy it is to hear God. The voice of God is like this for the man that has entered into the place where his will is fused with the will of God. In fact, your number one prayer is to find yourself where you have died to your will. You will hear God like this. Most times when we seek the will of God concerning matters, what we are doing is to hear something, to go and accomplish something, do something. That is not really God's desire. God's desire, God's, you are after the project, God is after you. You are after the project, God is after you. God's project is you. The assignment is your project, but God's project is you. When God has you, He has the project. Even if He has the project and He doesn't have you, He doesn't have anything because the project can stop anytime when you stop. Beyond that fact is another fact that the man that God has not conquered his will. If God does anything with you, Satan can hijack it. If God anoints you without you, without him conquering your will and bringing you to the I mean, where you know the purpose of what he's doing, you can use your gift and beauty to adorn Satan. You can use your education, your connection, your relation to adorn Satan because you, God has not conquered you. This is how. Another how, I'm telling you how. Another how is to understand how to fellowship with the body of Christ. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. As, no, as much as God is, I will, as much as God wants to do something in your life and through your life, what He's doing in your life is still subject to what He wants to do through the body. The proof of the authority of your assignment and ministry cannot be verified until it is tested in the body. Hmm? So imagine where God has ordained the body of Christ to be moving this direction and you are moving another direction. You will just be stressing yourself, trying to... You can't hear anything. You can't move. You can't make progress. I don't have time again to show you from the scripture. Because if you go to the book of Acts chapter 10, just go through it. Especially from verse 28. Peter had a vision. 
God caught him up in the spirit. Meanwhile, God has already prepared the Gentiles. There is another move of God that is coming. And God looked and saw his choices vessel. I'm sorry I'm using just spiritual perspective. You can apply this thing in every area of your life. Even if it's business, there is an emphasis of God concerning business in this period. Are you with me? It's easy to know that God is in agriculture. It's easy. It's easy to know. It's easy to know that the person that is locked down for 14 days, your need will reduce. You will be reduced to a basic human being that survives by shelter food. I will see. You will see your need reduced. Now that's not my point. I'm saying you need to spread this thing all around everywhere. But let me use my own scope so that you understand. Now Peter, that his choices servant, he came to him and showed him because the Gentiles has been prepared, and God was looking for the vessel to use, and then choices servant and Peter. And told Peter, he brought a vision. Peter said, Me, I have not eaten anything that is unclean since I was born. See Peter forming clean man. You see how we think? Because, see, I, I might not have time. One of the contexts of faithfulness, as I said, is that. If God spoke to you like this, who told you that you have got grown this one? You don't you don't have grown it. For Sarah may cause it the knowing of revelation. Knowing of revelation, you don't have grown it. For example, there is a me. For example, me now. There is a way I went to youth service. That way, that is the way I went to UNN. That way, that is the way I went to secondary school. It doesn't change. That way is called the knowing of revelation. It doesn't change. You don't outgrow it. It will become a consistent way that God ministers to you. Now, there is a way God ministers through Peter. He uses the foolish things to confound the wisdom of the wise. To the point that even the Pharisees came and said that these people, we know them, they are unlearned. Of all the people God will use is Peter. Only for the same Peter to come and say that I have not eaten anything unclean. If there is anybody that should say it is poor, the poor that Jesus later used. So when the thing came, he said, I would you know what he said. He said, not so, Lord. As soon as he said, not so, Lord, he cut himself off. God cannot minister to him at that time. God cannot use him. You see, whatever he thinks he is, whatever he thinks God wants to use him to do, he's still subject to 
higher things that God is doing in his body. The day you understand it, you will now know that if you want to see God, hear God clearly, hear his voice, it is there is a mood you have in fact there is a place you have to find yourself. Sometimes God will tell you, come up to the mountain, and then I will speak to you. I began to wonder why can't God speak to me where I am? interested in you and whatever you want to be done through your life. I think my time is good. Let us pray in the next two minutes. Now, this is what I want to do. I don't want to just pray prayer. I want you to write down three things you need God to speak concerning your life. There are two ways that God speaks. God speaks to inform and he also speaks to create. Eh? Write down three things. Eh? Some will be to inform. Some will be to create. For example, the Bible says that the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then God said. Because of God said, many things came into being. Write down three things. And then let's cry to God in the next three minutes. God told me he will do things. So, expect God to respond to them. Expect God to speak. Expect God to speak. And things will change. You see, um, the family and things will continue. The Bible says, no, there is a law that said, is it not Newton's law? It said that a, a body will continue in its state of rest. Except it is acted upon by an external force. Just write it down. As you are writing me, praying in the spirit. When you finish, you can stand up and pray in the spirit. Keep it. Keep record. Because God is going to do it. And He's going to respond. When He responds, come and give your testimony.